Hey guys, my name is CJ Finley of the Thrive On Podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands and businesses thrive in anything that they're doing. So if there's anybody else out there that is stuck in an idea or a project, I'd love to connect with you and help you. Today, I'm out in Boston, Massachusetts. Just got back from the Red Sox game. I'm with a lifelong friend of mine, Jeff McSweeney, sitting here in his living room. His buddy, Connor, is cooking us some dinner right now. How you doing, Connor? Um, yeah, so Jeff, tell me a little bit about how you got to Boston and what the hell we're doing here today. All right, so once again, we came back from the Red Sox game. They won. Let's go, Sox. Even though we only even... watched one batter. I would say two batters. We watched two batters. But yeah, so I came to Boston for a girl, met her down in U- University of Delaware, love of my life, pretty sure. And, <laughs> and we, we came here because she lived in Rhode Island and Boston, I've heard, is a great city to start a career. There's tons of stuff going on, so why not? Give it a shot. Awesome, yeah. And so like a little bit of a backstory, I came to Boston uh, Jeff was just out in Austin, Texas, where I live a few, what is it, two months ago now? Yeah, two months. Yeah, the weather was a lot better out there. So sure. yeah. we'll go with that. But came into Boston just to visit him. His birthday just recently passed. And one of the things that I like to do is I'm a big believer in experiences and experience new things and experiencing other cities and visiting my friends and believing in spending time over anything else that I do. So that's what we're here doing today. But the cool thing is... As I'm starting this podcast, Jeff is one of those people that's been around long enough to see like my entire journey through college, through entrepreneurship and what I've been doing. And we connect very well because he actually helped me start my first blog. And my first blog was hidden to the public and only he was critiquing me and uh, basically telling me I sucked and why I sucked. I didn't say you sucked. (laughs) But I did, so and that's all cool. Like we're not gonna be great at when we first start things, so that's cool. But tell me a little bit about how you even got into that space in the first place and why you started thinking about maybe doing some other things other than just your nine to five and like just a little bit about yourself, what you do, why you do it, and some of the other ideas you have that are on the side that you've done over the past couple of years. Man, we've been through so much. So I mean, both of us want more out of life than than other people and I think the first thing is we both wanted to hear what we were up to, right? Like, so blogging is also very cool. You can see that people are making a living from blogging. They're literally just writing words, what their day-to-day are, maybe giving some value back to the world, even though I really hate the word value, but they were, they were saying things that were helping others. So I figured, hey, we're both 20-somethings. We just graduated from college. There's a lot of people that haven't graduated from college or they're just about to. So like, what can we teach other people? So I figured I want to vent one to myself to be able to look back later and just be able to see what I've come from, which is also very interesting. And then to your point, why did we start this and why did I tell you to do it? It was just you were up to so you had so many ideas and I wanted to hear more. But it's very easy to be more concise when you're writing versus us talking through the phone or us catching up during text. Yeah, it becomes something like it's actually out in the world. I mean, it was on WordPress, and we kept it <laughs> private, so it wasn't going out directly to it's the world. It's the first step yes. to getting it, it to the world. practice pushing it out to the world. And literally, that was, that was a lot of fun. Like, our first blog post, you jumped right at it, right? Like, two feet in, let's go, let's just, let's just write. I was marked, I 
think kind of dialed back. I wanted something cool to sound like, and you already had a really cool name. I think you already had Thrive on Life. I think that was like your podcast, wasn't it? Or not your podcast, your your blog. Was it Thrive? Yeah, so like, I think I started the, the, I, in, the Instagram probably, so we started, I think, the blog in January of either 15 or 16, something like that. It was right, right. And right. I had already started my Instagram, and that's where mm-hmm. we kind of like had this other idea to like, we were all into, for the people out there listening, into e-commerce and like, how do we go digital and all these things, but then we were full of ourselves and our ego was allowing us to think we could do these things, but then we were too insecure to actually put things out there. So we relied on ourselves to validate each other. And which was cool because it gave me a free space to put my ideas out there mm-hmm. with cr- criticism that- um, Only from a few people that you wanted yeah, to. Few yeah, few people that like could guide me in the path. And I think like you're, one of those people that's always believed in what I was doing. I don't know why or what reasoning behind it, but it definitely sparked my, holy shit, we can actually do this. Um, can I tell you a funny story? I don't know yeah, if I've told you this in a while. <laughs> so one of the, the first moments that I truly saw you as like a leader and as like a go-getter, we were playing baseball. It was All-Star League. I don't even know what age we were. <laughs> but literally... Baseball, we had to be like... So I quit baseball... I think at like 12, 13, something like that. Something like that. And literally, I remember there was this kid that was way bigger than us, and he was pitching. And I think you let off. I think you were like one of the lead batters. So one of the first in the the go-around, and you were one of the only people to hit him. I got up, struck out, super pissed off, threw my helmet, and you were like, dude, we can do this. Like, he's not that hard to hit. Just slow it down. Just like, just swing a little bit faster than normal. And I swear to God, I was like, damn, this, this guy, you know, this, this kid knows something. I think I know who you're talking about, that big, tall guy. I, I just remember it was like a beautiful day. We had to travel to it. And you were like literally one of the only batters that could hit him. And like you were like, guys, we can do this. Like you, you were pretty motivational at that point. Baseball brings me really far back, and if my mom listens to this, it's one the one sport that she was pissed that I. Uh, and it's funny we went to a Red Sox game on Mother's Day before this, and you bring that story up, so I. It's I so vivid that. in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> I haven't heard that story in a while, but I know exactly. I think I know who exactly you're talking about, and even at that time, so I was switch hitting like when I was a little kid. Um, for those that don't know, I'm a, I I write with my left hand and I throw with my right, so I've always kind of like not done things the normal way. Um, You're unorthodox. Yeah, I'm unorthodox. Um, even with this podcast and everything I try to do, it's uh, it's never, you never know what you're gonna get and uh, I just like to live. But to that note, I think that is something that always has been in me. I don't know why. Um, and But the other thing is like, I also love to like help other people and this is why I started this in the first place. So it's cool to hear like a story back when we were like little kids now being applied to like we're sitting here and we're still trying to like continue that that motivation and that inspiration so it's pretty cool but tell me a little bit about okay so we started these blogs and then what happened on your end and what you've kind of like led me into at that point because you definitely were a big spur of like you started the blog and then you started a blog for your mom too and like all these things like that was you and that really started my path so I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into that side of things, into why, why were you doing that? Why, what spurred you to do that? Because there's a lot of people out there that have these ideas, but they're scared too. So what advice can you give to that? 
I mean, for everybody that's listening, it always comes down to just, just kind of do something small that's easy, like what we did. It was private. I would only share with a few people that I felt comfortable criticizing what I was going to do or give me positive feedback, right? Like it's, it's a continuous loop. You're always trying to look for somebody that's going to guide you to keep moving forward. And that was somebody that I could look up to you for, right? It was, it was something that was super easy. I, I don't mind writing. I don't mind sharing. And we did the same thing. So we were not scared to share with each other. We were both friends. It was, it was a good scenario to just start something. But I knew that it could go into much more because I'm seeing all these other blogs and I'm seeing what these people are doing. I'm like, I can do that, right? I can, I can do that. I can write. I've writ, written yeah, high school write papers. really well. I've written high school papers. I'm qualified. I yep. know how to type out certain words that go together in a sentence. We both could do that. So I encourage everyone to try it because it's, it's so easy. We've done it all of our lives. And the really cool thing that I, I really enjoy, I think, the most out of it is that you can go back and look back what was your mindset before and how have you improved or moved along or, or gotten past something very difficult. So quick story here is, you know, a couple of years ago when I was at my first sales job, it was brutal. I started going into a very negative Cold place. Cold fucking suck. Cold bro. calling is very it's not demoralizing. Fun. Yeah. It, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God. It's like not now, not ever. How'd you get my number? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's not the, the greatest thing in the world. Sidebar. So, I got a sidebar this conversation, but how great was it when someone said yes? And what, how, what did it teach you about like determination and like not to just take no? Like it applies to everywhere else. In you life. literally start to come up with objection handling for everything. Like you start the <laughs> game plan long term. All right, I've heard no fifty fucking thousand times. Now let me figure out. All right, well once you said no, well why did you say no? <laughs> and now let me turn it around and still get thirty minutes of your time later on, just because I need to intrigue or intrigue you enough to to meet with me again. And so that was like very valuable. But I cannot say how much adrenaline pumps through your veins. You're like, oh my god, I got one. I just need three more for the week, which is another crazy thing. And you get like two more in the same day and you're, you're like, you're coming out of there like you just screwed, I don't know who I want to say. Here, <laughs> you we just had your, your first threesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we get your point. Like, you're the man, you're the shit. Like, yeah, you are ecstatic. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Like, and anybody that's cold called out there, like, it's one of those things that when you first get start doing it, it is extremely scary. But then you like break it down to this point where it's just like the blog. It's like nobody really gives a shit. Like if you call and that person like curses you out or whatever, like nobody even game. knows. It's like a it's just the numbers game. It just keeps game. going. It's the same thing with the blog. Like if you if you're if you're so in your ego that you think that when you first write something, there's going to be a hundred thousand people reading it and then telling you whether they like it or they don't like it you're so full of shit because there's going to be three people reading it and it's going to be your best friend, your mom, and if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, those. And they're all going to tell they you. They like, might read it. <laughs> they, they might read it and they might share it through their email and then behind the email, they're like, look at it, look at what my, what my friend look or my... What my little friend just did here. Yeah, look what he did. Like, isn't that inspiring? Like, but in their head, they're just like, this isn't going anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I want to kind of like move into... We had these blogs and we're like we ultimately knew that our advice to each other was really just to keep the consistency and the momentum going 
to keep consistently writing, right? You saw a bigger but picture. But then we, yeah, and then that bigger picture is like, you need more feedback from other people. So the funny thing about what we started was we started doing masterminds before I think it was even a thing. I didn't even know that these, this is like five years ago, four years ago, and we started having phone calls. So like Jeff and I go way back, we grew up in New Jersey, we have a bunch of friends in New Jersey, but now they're all scattered. So we started having these phone calls of guys where some are engineers, some are in sales, uh, some, are, some are entrepreneurs, they're building their ideas and whatever. And we started having these masterminds. So like from my end, that was extremely valuable from the entrepreneurial side of, okay, I have these guys that don't really know what I'm doing. And I love the word that you use connecting. So anyone else out there, like if you're looking to stay connected, do not let the fact that like you're thousands of miles from your friends, like hold you back. Like mm -hmm. some of my best friends with my best advice live nowhere near me. And that's where from your end, that was extremely helpful for me. But from you, like how have you used those masterminds or whatever we were doing back then, whatever the fuck you want to call it? Cause I don't even really know what it was. We got on a phone call every Sunday and just like chatted about it. We ideas. wanted more. We, we didn't how want did that a normal you? day. We didn't want to just go to work, come home, do nothing. We were like, let's, Let's do something. Let's do some shit that all these other people that we just fantasize about are doing, but we're not doing anything. So let's let's do it. Let's come up with like a great ass idea and move forward. So I think that the really cool thing is that I had just moved to a new city. I found out Mike Nessie was also here, one of our other good friends. And you, you start to you start to connect even further because now I, I talk to CJ. CJ tells me someone else is in my area. Let's get him on the line. We can connect with him. Uh, now Mike's pulling in somebody else, and now we get a small group on the phone. And we were always—it was so much fun because we had to figure out like how we were going to set up these five-line conversations all at the same time and align with each other's schedule. But we always did it, which was awesome. And then we would just talk about like, what are you guys thinking? What are you guys doing? And I, I think this kind of leads into a funny experiment that we had was. You know, we're watching the NFL playoffs, or at least a few of us. I was. And we find out the AirPods are coming out, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> so I come back on the line. I'm like, all right, I was just talking to somebody. And I was like, I heard them say, oh, I would maybe get those things, but I would lose them in a minute. I'm like, great point. Yeah, I'd probably lose them too. Well, how would you not lose them? It, like, now you're starting to you identified a problem. Let's come up with a solution. Now I'm talking... Like, oh, we should create a phone case that will hold them. CJ, you're like, this is a good idea. How do we do that? Mike's like, that's a pretty good idea. I have another idea, too. He's like, I also can bring in Luke, who's also an engineer. How, like, let's hear everyone's idea and see where we can go with this. Luke's like, oh, I like that idea. Like, I like the podcast or the, the, the pod case idea. Let's, let's run with this. So now we moved into a whole new area of let's not just talk about it. Let's try to do something, right? Let's let's execute. And this which all is, started from a fucking blog. This all just started from a small blog and getting us going and talking and like, what else is out there? It's just so simple. Like, it could have been just through text too, though. But I mean, just trying something new and then seeing where it took us. Yeah, and that's where I think you also the reason that we started the mastermind is a lot of a all of us think differently so you have a mm -hmm. bunch of people like i would call you like an idea guy a supporter mike is a sales guy like he attacks things luke is a thinker engineer and like i'm the hustler entrepreneur so it's like you bring these guys together and you start having a mixture of ideas and like how to actually execute and like 
anyone in the entrepreneurial or business space or even life in general, like ideas are cheap, execution is extremely expensive. And like the people that execute daily are the ones that get ahead. They consistently eat healthier, work out, show up to the job, show up for other people, provide for the family. Like they are 10x everybody else. And it all stems from like these little things of realizing, okay, self-awareness. I, what am I good at and what am I not good at? And that's where like for the ma- masterminds from my end, I started realizing like, okay, this feedback is valuable because we're all good in, in different areas. And for me, anything that I'm working on, it's like, wow, like anyone out there that's building, you're going to need a team. Like you can't do this alone. We couldn't write these blogs and then make a successful blog if only you were giving me feedback like you could love it and like we could have a very good relationship but if i wanted to be success in my terms sample like size is not paid yeah the yeah. sample size is not there no one's going to pay me for ads so it's like okay what's the next step but sm- starting small from that and that's where i like walk a little bit through so i basically connected jeff with a patent lawyer and this new patent startup. So then we started going that road. I want you to explain a little bit about like, so we failed, like long story short, we pretty much failed in this venture, but it was a very, very good learning experience for all of us. So I'd love it from your end. Like you came up with this idea, you connected with us, we kind of got you to that next step. Like what was that next step? And like, what was the timeline? And like, what were the things that worked, didn't work? Things of that nature. Where to start? Okay. so. Yeah, I mean, after we validated the idea on the phone, how do we get started? Well, let's just build out like a quick model. Let's get like a 3D printed model or a th- at least what would, who, how would we design it? this, right? And that was, that was Luke. So we have our engineer friends. Luke and I are both drawing different, different images, what we imagine it to be. And then once again, coming back on the line, we're like, all right, well, we have these images. How do we, how do we keep going? We get back on the line with, everyone i think you're the one that actually suggested thumbtack guess what we go on thumbtack I, i'm hoping you remember thumbtack yeah I dude you, i used to do personal training on that i know which I is still, that's so like, that's that's where i went <laughs> i went on thumbtack i got a cad designer luke and i paid him to come up with a 3d image drawing so we could 3d print it luke printed it he already had a printer it came out it was a little dinky design by the way but it was it like it would have worked and we liked it. We were like, we can go far with this. So after I think that, we should have went far with it. That was the, yeah, that was one of the mistakes. Further. We should have moved a little like, bit quicker. We too. should have moved quicker in that area. But. So I mean, but it's also risk. It's also just new areas that I don't know about. So I was, I'm scared. I don't want to just throw a bunch of money at it. And you made an LLC. We made an LLC during I think this that time came frame. A little bit later. Like, I think it came right after we were done with the patent, or we were moving into the patent. And so like after we have the design, we're online and we have our documents, we have the images, we move into now Patentize, which is, or Patent Dive. That was the company that you set us up with. You're like, hey, I know these guys from Austin. I just met with them. They're awesome guys. They're coming up with this new, I guess it would be a platform that we could get a, a patent for cheap and they're willing to give us, you know, a little bit minimal of, guidance yeah Yeah. guidance because we're one of the first customers like this is how the world works like we connect with them and they'll help us out so we go through that area there's i won't lie there was a lot of bugs that they needed to work out and probably a lot more due diligence that we needed to do on our our end so the patent was published they gave us the documents to give it to a patent lawyer who they also had a connection with 
So we had a patent lawyer through them. I got to say, there was a lot of spelling errors. There was a lot of like, I think we were on maybe three freaking, like three to four, maybe five calls of all of us, like just giving our, our input, like what should go into this patent? Because there's two different patents that you're going to pursue. It's going to be a design patent. So design patents, a little bit less less protection. You're literally just doing the design so people can get around it a lot easier. And then you have your utility patent. So we Why would you want either or? Like what's the Design patent's a lot quicker to get through. It's a lot easier. I would say it will protect you to a degree. Uh, less certainty though. And then you have your utility patent which is going to be a lot more I mean there, there's there's got to be a full-fledged reason why you're going to get that utility patent passed. And but that's the one that's going to protect you for 10 years. You're going to have basically a great product out there that's going to be able to be sold because you have this thing and it's going to protect you long term. We talked about which one we should go after. All of us agreed, let's go after the utility. Let's just like fucking go get it. Of course we did. Yeah. <laughs> Young, hungry, let's go. Yeah, let's let's just do it. So <laughs> we go after the utility patent with this lawyer from Louisiana. Now, if anyone watches Tom Segura, we like to call them Cajuns and they're no, he's not that bad. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> going off on a tangent there, this Louisiana patent lawyer guided us through. We had to pay him separately off the bat to just look and see if there was any prior art. So prior art means, is there any other design that should catch a snag for us to prevent us from getting a patent through? So long story short, we all tried to look around. You can use like Google Patents. You can use just Google search in general. None of us saw anything very similar, but the patent lawyer also didn't come back. He came back with like one other design that looked eh, but nothing that was like definitely going to be like, oh, we can't get this through. A competitor, yeah. Yeah. So, great, right? Like that's, that's yeah, a green clear. light. That's we're a green clear. light. Let's just, now, now it's like, wow, guys, I think we might be onto something. So we go ahead, we go send him the patent document, or the, the patent application, we fill that out, pay even more money, we continue to go through this process, our first office action comes back. What's and an so, office action? An office action means it's coming from the patent office, we've been assigned a patent agent, and they are gonna review our case to be accepted. Now, we didn't know how many office actions you should receive when you're trying to get a, a patent through, so the lawyer said, maybe two to three, you guys have a pretty good case here, like this is, this is new technology, you should be good. Each office action is the chance the lawyer can charge us for. So when we're going through <laughs> oh. this process, we're like, oh, like two to three, like let's add that up, it's gonna be X amount. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm cool with that, like we can kind of split that around to find money. So each office action was 15 to two, or excuse me, 1500 to $2,000. So $6,000 max, maybe. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we can do that over the long term. Like, it, it should take, how long should it take, right? Lawyer said it can take anywhere from six to, you know, two to 10 years. So, but he was like, I'm pretty sure we have a good case here. Once again, it comes down to how much money are you willing to throw at this? And also, how much quality are you willing to invest in? In a lawyer, in your patent document, and I think we, we went pretty low end, in my opinion. And I don't think you can do that. Like, I, I truly believe... So if we were to go back, like, we literally, like, 
I feel like we should have gotten a lawyer around here. We could have gone face to face, gone into their office and really sat down with them and understood like, this is what we need. This is what we're doing. We just had no clue. We were like young and naive. And I want to. I think most people are. Yeah, and I mean, I want to backtrack a little bit because the other the other idea that we had was we could just create this thing and then fake sell it. And by fake sell it, I mean like you create a landing page, you get somebody to make a CAD drawing of what you think it's going to look like, you get Mm -hmm. pre sales, you get email signups, and then we go to the patent lawyer. The reason we didn't do that, I think, though, is because all of us had our own jobs and like we were doing our own things. And a lot of it was more of like a learning experience rather than like we're going to go all in on this product and we're going to try so hard to get this thing out there. Mm -hmm. It was more of like, you know what? I think a lot of us are going to be doing patents and making products over the long run. So why not just fail right now? Like, right. And this is something that none of us are really that attached to. So if we throw a couple G's into it and it fails, so be it. Now we know, like now we say we create another product. We now know like what we're going to do, who we can get connected with and things of that nature. So if there's anybody else out there listening, like again, this started from a blog all the way going through that was private to then masterminds to then getting a patent. But the whole time through, we were very logical on, we didn't just like throw six G's. Like I want to make that sure, like make that clear. Like there's a lot of people out there that just throw money away and do things. Like we were very calculated. We We met every time before we really took action. Yeah, we were, we were, we were patient, um, patient, passionate. Probably um, too patient. Yeah, a little bit too patient. Um, And I I mean, I would, I would say that the patients came from, we also had full-time job. Like all of us were doing other things. So it really, if someone was full-time, they would have been pushing that needle a little bit faster and a little bit harder. So I think it would have won. I mean, it still can win. So that's that's the cool thing. So that's where like, let's shift into, okay, like when did it start like going downhill? Like when in your head were you just like, you know what, like meh, this is not gonna be a thing really. It was after the third office action. So the third office action. So first off, let's talk about this office action. It comes back as a PDF or a document and we are literally looking at what part of this patent was rejected? It literally said rejected for everything. <laughs> what so makes like, it rejected though? What, what re- makes things so, rejected? So, all right, yeah, good, good question. When you go down to the bottom of all these pages, it'll show you the patent agent is saying it looks, ha- or it's looking at their prior art and it's saying that it matches case X, case Y, case Z, so we actually were infringing on all these other patents that have already gone through, and it, it wasn't, I, it wasn't enough to say that this is new technology or this is something new that should be patentable. So we go back to the lawyer. I, we probably had this conversation, like this lawyer either didn't do due diligence, due diligence, up, yeah, or you know we're our our art is not good enough. Our idea is not good enough. Or it's just that we need to keep iterating until it is good enough and we can get it through. But that that takes a lot of money because once again, you need somebody, a designer, somebody. And it's a lot engineer. of money that you don't know if you're going to get an ROI from. Right. That's the right. that's the real key. Right. And, and I just keep looking on Amazon. I'm like, is this something that's already out? Is this you know? Can I search for this? Is this going to be on Kickstarter, etc.? There has been some Kickstarter things, so that also is scary. But the other interesting is. 
it means it validates us, right? It validates our idea that there are other people thinking about this and they're trying to Yeah, we can do. make a case for it. And yeah. that's that's the thing, like if I look back at it, like Good the one- We can make a case for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go, let's roll with that. The one thing that I think, if I look at it from now, like having an outside perspective and an inside perspective is spend more on that lawyer in the beginning and that'll save you in the long run. And I think that goes for a lot more than just a product, but also like, entrepreneurship in general like spend more figure out your equity in the beginning like don't rush into certain things and go half-ass on certain things there are like for me like you can go cheaper on the marketing end and you can like bootstrap there but there are certain foundational principles like finance legal like what, was you it, can't was it you the can't book traction that said no it was it was another book that i was reading and it, it was like you have to come up with law you need a lawyer, an accountant, and a great woman, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, I would, I would validate that. Like, so, like, my wife, like, helps me in everything I'm doing. Like, and then you need somebody. Like, I'm not gonna sit there and do all my accounting. So, I need an accountant, and an, I don't know law. Need, yeah, you need that whatsoever. Professional, experienced person on your side to help you get through whatever it might be. So, you had this downward trend of it. Are you even working on it anymore? Like what's going on? Like what, do you have any other ideas? Like what's floating in your mind like right now? Is there anything else you wanna sink your teeth into or like? There's so much. I think that's been my problem ever since. Like I've attacked this one idea and it hasn't really gone through. I 3D printed a brand new model. We, we hired a new designer to come in and fix the original idea. We talked to that lawyer again and he was like, let's go with the design patent to get it through this time. Just send me all your your images and, and documents. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to fucking sink any more money into this. I, like I've already failed a few times. I don't know if the risk is- Was really the money worth, worth it? The money thrown at it was worth it. It was a great learning experience, right? Like, and that's what we originally came into it as. We learned, we're gonna learn, we might fail, it's fine. But, that's why I love you, man. Like, that's but, why, like, you need to find friends like Jeff. And I'm sorry to like cut you off, but like, Jeff, we'll have an idea, and this dude will Venmo me money to like start executing on that idea. So that's another thing. Like, going back to the the awareness, you need thing, to invest like, in people. Like, you need to invest in everything. Yeah, like, just try stuff out. You're never gonna be you're never gonna be successful if you don't try something out or just give something else to what people need. Like, it's it's always gonna be in your head. Yeah. If you don't do something, it's always in your head. And it's one thing that I always tried to to live and to preach. And I think like for me over these past four years, five years that we've been at it, it's learning. And we were just talking about this earlier today, like learning what is my lane. And like we were just talking earlier today, like what's Jeff's lane? What's a bunch of our other friends lane? And like, what's my lane? And like I, I came to the conclusion that I'm the hustler. Like I'm gonna hustle whether I make a lot of money or I'm not and I execute. So if you give me money, that shit's gonna be put to good use. But then I also need people that sit behind the scenes that are like, you know what? I kind of thought of this idea, but like I don't have the connections. I don't have the capacity to make this happen. I have a job or in Jeff's case, another reason we connect is like you have an illness similar to mine. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're, you're held back a little bit more than I am. Not in a bad way, but we have to come together and figure out like how do we make this work? So my next question would be you have a couple of ideas or whatever it may be, if you were to invest in like one thing, what would it be and why? Like you said, I would invest in you, a hustler. I'm gonna invest in all my friends that know or are doing really cool things because at some point it'll come back full circle. So, I mean, if we're looking for a topic that I wanna invest in, yeah. 
that's another hard question. I, I like a lot of different things. I'm, I, I dabble in so many different areas, or at least I read or I'll you know, chime in on certain things. I, if you want to go into one of our buddies, you know, Mike, I love augmented reality AR. I kind of like the virtual reality space as well. I like video games, so that would all go into that. So I've been thinking about trying to get either like a mobile game going or something that I would enjoy playing, but all these other people would enjoy playing too, just to make some money for fun and, and entertainment. Or I also like the other idea, because I've been reading all these other stories around something to do with healthcare for, let's just say my grandma who has like arthritis. What if we could get into robotics that her spine could be robotically replaced and she could she could function as normally as she used to, right? She could run with me. We could have fun together again, like she was young, but her mind might not be as sharp, but her body's still there. Like that would that would make my day. That would make my entire life way better knowing that I was able to do something that powerful for somebody else, that they could have their grandmother run around, get out of that wheelchair. They could go play softball with them or something, you know, like soccer. Like, how? And that's bringing it back to like the yeah. old, like if you think prior to technology, like relationships were a big thing. And that's mm-hmm. one, one thing I want to get over on this podcast is like we're sitting here because we've had a relationship for, for decades now. And we've had ups and downs, different relationships with different girls, women, schools, careers. Boy, did we. Yeah, like some crazy stories. And we always come back to we're, we have very, we're very different in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. but we still like find common ground. And that's where I think a lot of people struggle nowadays. And I know my, I, I do all the time is like, what do I want from life? And I think your answer is like really cool because you're talking about your grandma and what technology you can use to help that relationship. And that I think is at the end all be all. That's what like we're on this earth to do is build relationships, build that community, and then help the community with technology, with entrepreneurship, have that impact and make be, a better world. Yeah, make a better world. Yeah. And I, I freaking love that answer. But we're getting towards a time where we have to kind of end it. I just want to say today was the first time Jeff was mic'd up, correct? Very first time. Yeah. It was very, very weird. I didn't even know what <laughs> lapel to put it on. Yeah, so he put on he put on the mic the wrong way. He, I think he put it like halfway down his stomach. You live and you but learn. I'll give him some. At least he put it on. He put it on without me like showing him or whatever. So small steps. <laughs> it's baby steps. And if there's one, if there's another thing that I can get across is like take those small steps like we did in the beginning. You have no idea where it's gonna go, and just like appreciate that journey because like I never would have thought that we're sitting here in Boston going to a Red Sox game. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers Happy out there. Happy Mother's Day. Like. It's so cool just to have that experience. And the last question I have from you, it was, what is the most valuable thing that you learned from doing just this right now? Within this past, like, what has it been? Like 30... Half hour. Five minutes. Put yourself out there. Try new things. I mean, I... I this was... Yeah, I did not see myself on a podcast ever. I didn't think I would be this... Man, you're good. Yeah, it was, it was you're freaking good. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, so now you're gonna maybe get think, on another one. I think me and like, my, yeah, I think me and my roommate might try this. We'll, we'll try something, something a little different. We won't be as 
hey, keep it private. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to it. I can give you that feedback. feedback. I'm by, feedback. by no means, I'm I an expert. I'm looking for feedback as well. So whoever listened to this, again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I would appreciate connecting with you, getting feedback, and just getting better at this game of life. So have a wonderful Sunday and thrive on. Thrive on.